Dungeons and Dragons has never been this outrageous. A group of friends bound together to make a cast of misfit characters dropped into a world of chaos. Mystery and reckless attacks, horror and comedy, a mixture of storytelling, dice gremlins, and a sprinkle of bugbear. Every season, a new monstrosity awaits these dumbasses. Welcome to Dumbasses and Dragons, a D&D podcast starring four friends and their bugbear Dan. A homebrew campaign by our DM Liz. This is a horror comedy D&D setting in the world of Mulheim, a large country made up of many city-states packed to the brim with nightmares and magic. This campaign follows a band of misfits self-named The Gauntlet on their way to unify the country under their banner. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Any broken rules were sacrificed for the betterment of the story. As a growing podcast, we hope to evolve and grow with our community, allowing us to upgrade our equipment and better our recording studio. Please... Help us follow our ridiculous dreams and follow this podcast along. Thank you, and please, sit back, relax, and make sure to turn the flame in the lantern real low, lest they see the flicker in the night. Well, welcome back to our fun campaign. Uh, We last left off our heroes in a camp just outside the town of Ilma. They left Ministra with a lot, actually, and got a caravan and drove towards Ilma like they were going to keep the caravan, and then I shot it off the road. Um, They fought an old friend. They uh, gathered some new information, maybe made some new allies, and they are currently asleep. Well, some of us are asleep in our tents. The night is cool. It's an autumn brisk. It smells like fresh leaves and the dew on treetops. It's a quiet night. There are no birds in the sky, no animals rustling through the valley grass. There is a amount of stars in the sky that is undescribable. It is beautiful from the bottom to the top, where Dan sits in the grass staring up into the sky with Elsie snuggled up into his armpit asleep on his fur. Lily dozing in and out of consciousness on Yizik's chest. Zephyr sitting in his tent, looking over some material that may or may not be his. And Zamora is sitting in her tent, reading over a letter that was delivered. Now let's go ahead and go around and introduce ourselves. Hello humans, is I, Deborah. I'm gonna be playing Zamora, your friendly neighborhood cleric, and I don't think that asshole Carter was our friend. He was totally your friend. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ed. I'm playing part of the Air Genasi Ranger Zephyr, who uh, believes that he's undergoing some changes. And he's not talking about puberty. puberty. <laughs> and also the bugbear barbarian Dan. Uh, uh, he makes bad guys go bye-bye uh, unless they're inside. Unless they're inside, and then he makes that roof, roof, go roof, roof. <laughs> poof, poof. He turns the house into a dog. <laughs> he turns, makes the house go into a poof, poof. Uh, my name is Tyler. I am playing Yizik Gladescale, and I am very happy I don't have to explain Air Genasi puberty to Ed. Uh, I am. I also have my vampire waifu. Uh, I think Ed almost gets choked. <laughs> Uh, just imagining what that was. Can you imagine the lizard being like, all right, so, we need to sit down. <laughs> so, uh, okay, you don't have those, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, 
So you know, tail is back gonna, going, yay, wait, you, you got this, babe. <laughs> so there's a lot of claws. Okay, maybe not for you. You don't have claws, but uh, yeah. So um, with that whippy part, you just move it slightly to the left. <laughs> and um, I am on a quest to make the ultimate monster harem, hopefully not from actual monster girls in D&D. What? Great, great goal. Great goal that you've got there. You're oh, and probably, heading on your way. And probably killing uh, most of my family members. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> and my name is Lizzie. I am your horrific DM. Uh, I will also be voicing the characters of Archimedes, Archibald, Artichoke, Artemis, Ah, <laughs> uh, for short, um, the spicy friend Warlock, who is currently cloaked and asleep in a tree, and I also voice Lily, who is the fun and bubbly, lovely vampire countess who is currently passed out dead asleep on Yuzik's chest. Uh, we are going to start tonight in her tent, under the starlight, reading a letter by candlelight. Zamora sits alone. The letter from Marcus in her hand. Um, it smells like flame and warm wax as she is looking at the possibility of writing back to Marcus. It was delivered on a white dove. Like, that's so cool. I just think that's so nice. He signed it, Love Marcus. I mean, I'm going to have to see what this package does. We did the investigation and everything, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what this is. It's a really cool gift. I need you to roll perception for me. It's going to be a nine on perception. So you are sitting there, letter in hand, you've got some parchment next to you. You're kind of thinking of a good poetic way to respond mm -hmm. when you feel warmth behind you. Mm -hmm. But it's not warmth from anything that you give off. Mm -hmm. And the hairs on the back of your neck go up. And as you shift, now that you're out of your plate armor getting ready to go to sleep, mm -hmm. just in your clothes underneath, you shift. And behind you, the backside of your tent is engulfed in a purple flame that snuffs out immediately and out steps Escare. Aw, Escare! Hi! Good, is it night? Yes, it's night. Oh, well, good night, madam. You requested my presence and I keep well on my promises. How goes the travels? It's super exhausting. They blow up my cart, my carriage. I worked so hard to make that carriage. I'm so tired. I thought you made weapons. I do. I, I make everything, obviously, in the name of Gond. I'm helping the creator of all things. So I made us a cart, because there's a lot of us, as you know. And uh, you are indeed followed by a large pack of animals. Yeah, they're not exactly the smartest animals, but they're my animals. They are your animals. <laughs> now, I do believe you had been headed to Minista the last we spoke. Oh yeah, we went to Minista. And? Oh yeah, we went to Minista and we 
accidentally murdered some people. We killed a dragon. Um, Wait. We took over a bar, and now we own an inn. Back it up, back up, back up. Murdered some people. Got an accident. Dragon. There was a dragon in Minista. Did you not know? There was, well, there's two dragons, because there was a dragon, half-dragon boy, and then there was his mom, who was the actual dragon that we had to murder because she was attacking us. Hmm. Interesting. Something this, I'm going to be quite honest, ridiculous has never happened in Milheim in quite some time. I'm going to pull out the dragon scales like, see, look, I took these because I thought they were really pretty and I'm pretty sure I can imbue them into some sort of sword or something. What do you think? Those are gorgeous and knowing you, if you've built a cart and you've built all of your armor, I don't doubt you can do that as well. (laughs) Sometimes you're nice to me and I don't know what that means, Esker. Roll... (laughs) Uh, perception for me. Okay, let me see. No, 11. Just an 11. I don't have any modifiers on that. What do you mean? Of course I... I've always been affectionate towards you since the first night we met. I do. You were more affectionate the first night we met than ever. You, like, tried to run from me, and that's not okay. Unfortunately, work ties my hands with certain things. I am on a timetable, but I am free for quite some time. I'm hearing we can cuddle. Oh, more than cuddle. I need some oxytocin. Give me cuddles. (laughs) And we break away from your tent (laughs) to another tent that is lit with light uh, that is coming from a stone. Yizik is sitting there with Lily asleep on his chest. He's got the stone in his hand and he's just kind of slowly, kind of like a spotlight, making designs in the ceiling of his tent with it. And you feel like, let's be honest, it's drool starting to slowly slip down your shoulders as Lily is in deep REM sleep. And Yizik is relaxed for the first time in quite some time. Something I didn't think about, neither Lily nor I have fed on anything in quite a while. You well, you bit the dragons of Carter and the guy on our way oh, here. That's you just right. ate. That's so true. she might be sleeping because she's full. Yeah, I guess you guys, yeah, you guys did eat Carter and you did eat the uh, nameless man that will forever be unnamed because you did not ask. Um, and <laughs> just murdered him. Dang he it. took the card out. His name is Cardigan. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you also bit the dragon. You didn't get you didn't get to go full like bite bite, but you did bite it. So that would have been cool having a dragon as a thrall. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. We lost an opportunity next time. <laughs> Unfortunately, both of your rolls for biting the dragon did not succeed. You and Lily were just unable to tame the dragon. Bro, I got like a plus eight billion. How did I? Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just chilling there. I don't really want to move her and wake her up. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking about the thing with, what was his name? Uh, Xerxes. Xerxes. Supposedly I'm going to have to go kill him at some point. So that's uh, something I'm not looking for. No, actually I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, I want to kill that bastard. He was a little run to the litter and yeah, he was a little, well, we don't have pencils, but pencil pusher. (laughs) And as you're laying there, you smell something quite familiar. You smell swamp water. And as you look to your right, go ahead and roll perception for me. Ooh, perception. That is a 
too. You can smell the water, but you can't tell where it's coming from. But it's definitely coming from outside into the inside. Uh, am I, like, big enough that I could just reach over and, like, open my tent and look out? Yeah. Um, You've go got ahead a six-foot tail. I'm pretty sure the tent is I'm, like, 7'5", so I probably have a big wingspan, so... Just for giggles, roll intelligence for me. Uh, that's not my strong suit. That's a one. <laughs> so... You literally wiggle your butt to pull your tail up from out from under you, and you flop it, and you feel Lily go, <laughs> what, what? And as you flop your tail, it opens the front of the tent, and both you and Lily are looking out at a water elemental. It is very small. It is dirty water. Like, Like spinder dirty? Maybe. That place is pretty nasty. And the only reason you can tell that it's dirty water is in the light, it's got things floating in its presence. Tasty. And it reaches out and drops something in front of you. Um, excuse me, dear. And I'm going to move her off me a little bit so I can mm-hmm. just go reach it and grab uh, go ahead and roll a just do a, a wisdom save for me a wisdom save fun uh, 15 okay so Lily slips back just an inch as you reach out and grab hold of what feels like slimy frog it's squishy um, and when you, like, wrap your hand around it, it, like, pu- squeezes in the middle and pushes out the sides. Kind of those, like those kids' toys would, would squeeze it and it would roll. And it would just keep getting bigger on the bottom and you'd have to keep squeezing it. It's like that texture. And as you squeeze it, like, the middle gets smaller but the outsides expand. And when you let go, it back together. Um, and as you pull it back towards your body and pull your stone up to see it you watch the water elemental disappear into the soil beneath you and in your hand go ahead and roll either perception or investigation depending on what you think you would be looking at. uh yeah investigation i never roll on that 17 uh you pull it closer to your face it smells like swamp it also smells like decaying bodily parts um it is the congealed mess of someone's liver that has been enchanted and it's almost rubber now and it is encased in about an inch of magic water and okay it's in your hand now cool what would you like to do with it uh, do I have, like, detect magic or something? No, I don't. Can I just do an arcana check, see if it yep. has anything? Go ahead. One off. Uh, that's a nat one. Uh, it is somebody's liver that somebody has given you. All um, right. In your culture, this is, like, someone slapping the back of your head and saying, I like to cut, G. <laughs> we have D&D TikTok? <laughs> uh... I'm just going to, like, put it down by my side, I guess, for a little bit, and I'm going back to sleep. 
Because I, I ain't dealing with that. It stays the exact same. Okay. Um, it does not smell worse. Um, it does not smell better. It just kind of stays there in its almost gelatinous form. Um, and Lily eyes it and like pokes at it, but she also follows your suit and kind of leaves it there. Just uh, plug your nose to my honey. Living with you and this family, I <laughs> don't smell much anymore. Guys, we're a family. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut away to our final tent, where Zephyr is sitting and looking over a book that he had previously handed back to its owner mm -hmm. that has now found its way back into his hands, mm -hmm. which is anthologies... Uh, heretics and prophecies and um, an anthology. God, I've got to stop writing such fucking long titles, man. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to myself. What is Zephyr doing? He's questioning how he got the book back because. Oh, he, he fucking knows. I don't know. Roll an intelli intelligence uh, check for me. Ten. So you didn't grab it. Dan didn't grab it, but in the kerfuffle of things, it could have fallen into your bag. Hmm. You can roll investigation if you'd like. Uh, investigation's not much better. It's a 13. So as you're kind of looking at it, because you've like pulled some stuff out of your sack to get comfortable for the night, and you stopped to look at the book that is now in your possession, and... It has grimy fingerprints on it. Almost like someone has smudged their fingers across the front of it. Um, they uh, are skinny. I was going to say, are they little fingerprints? They are little and skinny. Where's Elsie? It is outside sleeping with Dan. Is there... I'm going to flip through the book. Mm-hmm. And see if I notice anything else that stands out besides the fingerprints on the front. Um, go ahead and roll roll investigate if you're looking for something specific. Roll perception if you're just looking for any okay. anything that like catches your eyes. Sixteen on perception. Okay. So as you're flipping through it, of course you had already read uh, about Elith, um, but you also find that there is a very small, it's like as you're flipping through it, you almost don't catch it, but there is a about half page on the devourer. They call them the hungry one, it is a being that is supposed to eat the world. Now it does have the small clipping of the original prophecy of how the darkness will raise the devourer to ride the world eating snake and they will eat the world and the sky and all of that jazz. Now, it does, yeah. So this is different than Gregesson. There's more to it than just okay. the prophecy of Gregesson that uh, Mark, or Eskir gave you. Um, it starts off with calling the Devourer the Hungry One, and the Hungry One being confused and lost, and that it needs to be reunited with the darkness. And then it goes into the prophecy of the darkness and raising the hungry one to ride the world eating snake and all of that. But towards the end, after it gets through the prophecy that you've heard, 
it gets to the point where it speaks about how the darkness will raise the devourer from the shadows and feed it until it grows bigger. And as it grows, its hunger will increase. And as it grows, it will consume larger and larger things until it and the world eating snake can consume the same thing. The world. Fuck. Lovely. And that's how it ends. Uh, <laughs> now something can <laughs> I uh, can I make an insight check to see how Zephyr interprets that? Go ahead. Uh, just know that Zephyr very knows very little about someone's certain background. Nineteen. So you have a very strong feeling that the devourer is not stuck in the tree. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Fuck. Um, going... I still have this book open. Um, yeah. I'm gonna take out my eye. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna point it at the book. Mm-hmm. Close my right eye. What do I see? So, what you can see is the border of the mountain headed back towards Fullstiff. It is not taking the path that you guys walked, but instead a path up and around the mountain, which is unlike your normal path, which they usually are underground. Um, This time they are going through the ridges and scraping skin off and you see pieces of shed along the stone as it continues to slither up and through the mountain. Oh, great. The snake is growing. Mm-hmm. i open my eye and, uh... How far is my tent from where Dan and Elsie are? Um, probably about five feet. You guys, essentially, Dan and Elsie are in the middle where the campfire was, and you guys made your tents around them as kind of cover. I'm going to pick up the book, and I'm going to go outside Mm -hmm. to where Dan and Elsie are. Are they awake? Uh, Go ahead and first roll a perception check for me. Fifteen. So you hear loud noises from one tent, and you hear silence from the other. Familiar sense. Dare I ask? (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask because you don't want to know. What kind of loud noises? Um, they're pleasant noises. Nobody's being assaulted. Yeah. The sounds of goats bleeding. They are familiar to, almost identical to those that you heard from Binder. I have a feeling that uh, Zephyr would probably roll his eyes. I'm feeling Zephyr's fucking jealous. Keep walking. No, Zephyr's not fucking anyone. (laughs) Um, You walk out. Zephyr is not 
horny all the time like the rest of you are. Uh, I'm the one with the wife. That <laughs> checks out. <laughs> checks out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, Zephyr finds uh, Dan full dead on asleep. Asleep on the field and... I love that bugbear snoring impression. It's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. And, uh... Elsie. Fucking forgot her Lowercase name for a second. Lowercase the child. <laughs> Lowercase the child. Um, Elsie is actually laying there, um, and she's staring up at the star. She is awake. Um, very quietly in Infernal, I'm gonna whisper to her, uh, I'm going to hold up the book, and I'm going to whisper to her, is there something you want me to see? No, I just didn't think you had finished reading it yet. It's a really good book. I read it. I'm faster at reading Marcus's words than I am at reading Dan's words. Dan's words, I don't think sometimes are words. Sometimes I think they're just sounds. Dan has kind of his own language, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what language he's speaking right now, but I think it's speaking to the sky. And Uh, Zamora's got her own language, too. Um, Most of the time it's kind of angry, but right now it's happy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Don't worry, Marcus already explained this, how babies are made. Fingers crossed. You are, uh, you're very, you're very intelligent. Um, Sometimes. Has has Marcus ever explained to you, uh, what happens when you grow up? He said I get taller, but I also don't know if that'll actually happen because I've been quite small for some time. But mommy did say that I was going to be small for a while because she was small for a while. Um... You've never mentioned uh, your mom before. Oh yeah, well, um, I don't, I don't know where she is. That's why Marcus was watching me. Um, Marcus used to say it was babysitting, but I don't think that was very fair because he never sat on me. <laughs> I don't uh, quite think that's what that means. It's not what that means. Well, well, don't worry about that. Okay. Um, Marcus also said I get teeth. And she shows you, she's got like a couple of front teeth, but she's got nothing towards the back. Um, but she does have showing of teeth coming out of her gums. Uh, she says I'm supposed to get teeth, you know? <laughs> like Dan. Uh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> do they look uh, to Zephyr like they're human teeth or are they like... They're... Really? Monstrosity team. <laughs> um, they are, at first glance, they look normal, but the more you look at them, the more sharp they look. Um, but they are not, like, you're not looking at shark teeth, um, but you are looking at teeth that are meant to... Definitely not brontosaurus teeth like mine. Yeah, they're not, they're not normal <laughs> teeth, but they're, teeth. <laughs> they are meat eating teeth. That child's eating zero salads. That's what that child is eating. <laughs> she ate crackers and cheese. No kale for her. It's going to be Kyle. Yeah. It's going to be Kyle. <laughs> How long has it been since um, we left Manesta? 
three days. Uh, so yeah, three days. Three days? Yeah. So, like, four days since Elsie's fed? Four or five-ish, yeah. Okay. Ask her. I'm gonna... <laughs> Go for it. I'm gonna take out uh, the heart that uh, that I put in my inventory. Mm -hmm. um, how how awful does it smell at this point? Roll a wisdom save for me. Oh boy. <laughs> Twelve. Are you touching it with your bare hands or with gloves on? <sighs> Do you have gloves? I don't have gloves. <laughs> Very begrudging. I don't have gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can look at my character sheet again, but I'm pretty sure I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah, definitely not. So, as you pull it out, it is still fleshy, but it has sat in a warm sack for about three days. Um, it smells pretty bad. It smells like rotten meat. Um, but you notice that the skin itself is like really squishy, but at the center there's something almost hard, almost like a rock. It's almost as if it's solidified internally and is still mushy and rotten on the outside. Um, and as you hold it, you watch little tentacles sprout out and one of them stabs into the meat of your hand. I need you to roll a dexterity save for me. His face went, what? What? <laughs> 15. So you have enough sense to grab a hold by the tentacle and rip it off and you fling it kind of like you fling a snake back into the trees and he goes, and it flips and as it's flipping, you see other pieces of it break out and it slaps to the ground, mm. and it crawls away through the grass. What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, Elsie does Elsie <laughs> see any of this? Elsie does. Uh, what's the expression on her face? <laughs> Fucking mystified. This child's like, the. And she's staring up at you with really wide eyes, and then she points at your hand. Um, go ahead and roll perception for me. And then roll medicine as well. Oh, good lord. <laughs> That's a nine on perception. And a five on medicine. It stabbed you, and it kind of stings. Um, but it looks like somebody just poked you with a, sta with a stabby thing. Like, uh, it so hurts. So I don't, I don't uh, notice any other effects or anything? Um, not that you can really see, um, and you can't feel anything real strange, um, but... Uh, is it bleeding? It is bleeding a little bit. I'm going to ask Elsie if she's ever seen anything like that before. Well, it kind of looked like the things on Marcus's face. It did, didn't it? They've never stabbed in... Well, okay... 
They stabbed one person, but I, I think it was quite fair because he called Marcus a mean word. So he brought it on himself. He needs to worry about himself. Uh, Zephyr's gonna ask her, have you ever heard of the Devourer? Oh, like the, the, the book, the book, the book had somebody like that in it. What do you think about the Devourer? It's how hungry. You ever seen anyone or met anyone like that? I haven't met a lot of people, except for you guys. Um, uh, it, I've been in the, in the tower for a while. Uh, Mommy said it was safe. It, I, I had to stay safe in there. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Do it. <laughs> Can I tell? So, like, I know uh, one of the voices inside Zamora's tent is Zamora. Uh -huh. Can I tell mm. what <laughs> the other sound is? Yeah. Mm. Go ahead and roll perception with advantage, please. That's 20. Where did my. It is a 20, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Where did my advantage go? 22. It's Escare. Oh, and he is. Very enthusiastic this time. He was last time. Oh, yeah, but like ten times this time. Yeah. He's gotten louder. <laughs> Taught him some things. Ed is stuck between a rock and a hard place. A Do very, I scar myself very, mentally? Very. Or. I'm going in the tent. Oh, God! <laughs> um, I need. Both of you to roll. What's about to happen right now? Just roll a d20, both of you, and tell me what you get. 18. Okay. Six. <laughs> so you see him before he sees you. Uh-huh. Um, you see him bust open the front of it. You are bare uh -huh. from neck to toe. Mm. Um, Escare is also bare from neck to toe. Uh, yeah. All right, but I take the toy. Not see him and first. I put the toy under my bedroll. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Zephyr? I'm gonna take the book and throw it in Escare's direction, <laughs> and in Infernal. Yeah. In Infernal, I'm going to say, "Is the Devourer in our party right now?" Coming in here, speaking languages, throwing books. What? Um, he slowly removes himself from one situation to turn around. Um, he looks at you, kind of looks at the book, looks up at you and goes, My lord is stuck in the tree. This is why I've asked for your help. Why would you assume one of your friend, one of your m meager friends plus Zamora would be... The Devourer. In common or infernal? Uh, he says I'm infernal. God damn, I hate when they talk infernal. Um, like, if I was to, like, uh, peel back, like, the, uh, the flap from mm -hmm. the tent, mm -hmm. is there a view of, uh, Elsie? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I'm there gonna. There is a child I'm gonna in open. you of two naked <laughs> 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 Open the flap God in the tent. Damn it! No one called point. DCF on us. Elsie straight up senses that you're gonna open the drift, and she goes, "Oh no, bad no!" and gets up, turns around, and puts her back to you guys. Puts her hands over her face, and she goes, "I'll wait till you're ready." <laughs> Thank you, Elsie. And I'm gonna point, and in Inferno, I'm gonna say, "Her." He looks at you, and then looks at Zamora and goes, "Has he been hit in the head quite often?" I mean, yeah, he's not that good at defensive maneuvers, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but no, that girl, that girl is really strange, Esker. She devout. She eats people. I'm going to start reading that passage in common. Yeah. So that way Zamora can hear it. So. And then I'm gonna ask again and point to her. She's the devourer. The darkness. I would know if my lord was a small child. You may want to go think on that for a while. We've seen I'm this gonna child look at, eat a human. I'm gonna look whole. at Zamora and I'm gonna say, "Do you have any spells that we can use to summon Marcus?" Uh, uh, why would we summon Marcus? Do you think that we have to? Marcus knows more about Elsie than anyone does. I could bind him, but that's terrifying. Esker, uh, who is Marcus? <laughs> and why I suddenly right realized now? I am. Quite naked. I'm sorry, did I just out your other boyfriend? Don't say that, oh. he's not my boyfriend. No, I actually say that. I, and I'm saying don't say that, he's not I my boyfriend. I am completely alright with finding fruits of anyone else's loins. <laughs> <laughs> we are quite polygamous where I'm from. I would never shame my <laughs> dear Zamora for finding goods here. that are available when I am busy. Mm-hmm. He's so busy. Um, Marcus is a mind flayer. And on that note, you watch fires. Oh, God damn <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God damn it, And he's gone. He's, he's fucking, fucking gone. gone. <laughs> As this is all happening, I'm going to wake back up. Oh, yeah. What you, the hell is going on? You wake up you? you use your tail, open the curtain, and you see Elsie like this. Dan is still in the middle of the camp. And you see her covered up with some blankets in her tent with him holding it open, staring at Elsie. Can you learn some self-control? It's just in a per- You knew I was busy! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there is something that he's not telling us. Well, it seemed like he didn't fucking know. I don't know what to tell you. It seemed like he had no fucking idea what she was and that she was in our party. What is around the campsites besides the tents? Open field? One random tree that, uh... I'm going to hang Archimedes from. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the remnants of your cart, and then some rolling soft hills. It is open grassland. Oh, actually, there is an abandoned house about 
I'd say about 50 to 60 yards to the south of you guys, back towards Menista. Um, I'm going to start getting dressed. How close are we to the uh, remnants of the cart? <laughs> about 10 feet. Because remember, gonna... you guys fought Carter and then just stopped to make like camp because you guys are it. within an hour's walk of Ilma tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to start getting dressed and I'm going to tell Zephyr that you better get the fuck away from me before I get my armor on or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm going to let out a, uh, a loud, uh, breathy, windy uh, yell, I guess. And I'm going to storm out of the tent. And as I'm walking out Such of the tent... Trauma. As I'm walking... Do not fucking do it. As I'm walking out of the tent, I kind of like, you know, flip my arm like up to like open the flap to God. and as I do that an eldritch blast flies out of my hand towards the cart towards the cart towards the cart uh roll an attack roll for me and I haven't used this yet so I have to look up to see what the the uh modifier is on it plus six oh, nat 20 <laughs> it would be it would be a nat 20 on the very first so, time you're discovering you have this power. Let me set the scene. You have no idea what the fuck is going on. You've only heard voices. Elsie, not looking. You are threatening his life. You storm out in a flare of wind, the flaps of it still open from the wind as you stomp out, and something within you just screams for you to release the anger and the confusion and the frustration from all of this, and you just slap your hand and as you do a bolt of frosty blue light comes straight out of your hand and you smell crisp winds over an open ocean and you smell the kind of cold scent of mint as it's growing in the grass and it's still wet as your blast picks up what little parts of the cart are left and incinerates it and you leave a trail of blast across the ground towards where the cart once was. I come out of my tent having just seen a little part of that strapping up my breastplate like, holy gond, what did you do? And from the tree that lingers above, you hear, he's accepted his gift. As you hear a cackle from Archimedes who is sitting on the branch, swinging her legs, just watching. I hear Zamora, and I hear Archimedes, mm -hmm. and I'm stopped, mm -hmm. dead in my tracks. And I take my hand and I put it close to my face, and I just kind of stare at it, and I flip it over and stare at the other side and flip it back. And I say, I don't understand what just happened. Uh, our conversation from earlier about the power, that's a glimpse of it. And the more you take of it, the more you ask, the more he's going to give you. And you've seen what I can do. Just imagine with someone of your heritage can pull. With just little bit of magic. Gond gives Zamora burning lights, smite, 
all things that are familiar to Gond and make him strong and ineffable in a way. Gond's so effable. Well, <laughs> God <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> God. That was. Way to ruin so your fucking preacher's speech. So smooth. So goddamn smooth. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Everybody is effable to you. <laughs> if I would, I could have. She would have. She would be the one that'd be like, fuck it all, fuck a god. <laughs> What's there to lose in all the things to win? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I really want to know if I can convince Gond to let me tie him up. Like, that's the thing. That's the T. That's the one. Uh, but Uzumura has Gond's power. Regesson's power is a lot different and very destructive. There's gonna be no life. Well, there's your life, and what little tither of life from your enemies. So be careful, because it gets stronger from here. Now, Zamora, what the fuck were you thinking? I was trying to get dick. I know! <laughs> but he interrupted! You. It had been going on for quite some time. Listen here. Don't inter- interrupt round one, two, or three. You were on, like, round six, lady. He's a fiend. If he can He's hang, but anyway, sinfully bad. It uh, doesn't take is, away from him is, interrupting. Is everybody grouped together at this point? Uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. awake yeah. and yeah. kind of standing out. by in, the shouting and the blast. In the middle. Um, Elsie has finally turned back around and put her hands down. Hey, we're good, little girl. You're good. She's like, so... What happened? We don't know. Is Dan awake? Uh, Dan is still fucking passed out. So... (laughs) Of course he is. I'm gonna have brought the book out. And I would like to read the book to our meetings and Lily and Gizek and say, I think that we have something really special right here, guys. I think that uh, our, our child is blessed. And <laughs> Elsie yeah. just puts her hands on her cheeks and yes. goes, Yes! Uh, yeah! Yeah, you're special, um, baby doll. I, we all knew it, but uh, this really puts it into, and I kind of just make eye contact with everybody and be like, Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are we going to do? Um, I need for all of us who are still here to roll a perception check for me. Sure. Yeah, perception. At uh, 12. At okay. 12. Neat. So, you guys hear from the middle of the camp a low rumble. A low rumble. Like an earth rumble? Or a sky rumble? rumble? Uh, perception? Yeah. 15. Uh, 22. God damn you. You hear someone's stomach growling within the group. And it's not your stomach. Um. God damn it. What's that wrong with a 22, now? can I tell that it's Elsie? No. Honestly, it could be Dan. That's my thought. Yeah. <laughs> it could be Dan. It could be Isaac. No, I just ate someone. I'm good. 
So, what's that rumbling? You see Dan slap his belly and go, <sighs> Oh! How we, uh, Dan, Dan, move? Dan, move. Got it. Okay. He stands up and kind of situates his pants. It's and like 3 a.m. Are we walking into into the fucking town at 3 a.m.? I guess we'll be there bright and early. I mean... I feel better at night, so let's do it. That's fucking... I mean, looking at this city, it looks like they have front gates, but we could easily just go in from around the front gates. We don't need to be like an official entrance sort of party. Guys... So, where you guys are coming from, Mm -hmm. you guys are coming down through it, so you guys are coming more towards houses and marking places. Oh, good. From where you can see, there is this like large building and kind of a uh, fenced off graveyard to the right mm-hmm. um, oh, graveyards love those mm-hmm. <laughs> directly in front of you is a bunch well. of uh, houses and cottages and then from there what you can get is the gleams of a large marketplace mm-hmm. to the left is a rather medium-sized lake it's probably about 60 feet um all the way across um it takes up like half of the side of the town, uh, but you can see all the way around the lake. Um, and then the trees kind of encompass the back side of the lake. And you've got the rolling hills to the other side. Um, you guys notice that there is still a very large fire coming from the middle of town. Everything else is dark except for this large fire. Oh, okay. All right, so yeah, like it looks like we could just walk up. I like I don't know. Yeah, I should we walk. like should we like actually use the gate and be like proper this time? It looks like it's on the other side of the town, though. Yeah, you guys are coming in from this way. You don't see this part just quite. Yet. Oh, I saw it's the like iron gate right there. Yeah, right. so this is past where. Oh. You guys okay. Can see. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Let's just try not to like destroy any houses or anything as we pass. What are we trying to do while we're here? Let's go find out what this town has to offer. Okay. Also, I remember uh, talking about going to a tavern. We we can go to a tavern. Find the arch weapon of Gergesson. Okay. That's we what we're to looking find for. The arch weapon of Gergesson for Esther, who is trying to reincarnate, not the right person. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have a conversation about? I don't think that we should do Esther's plan. I think we should do Esker, but I don't think I we should think, do Esker's plan. <laughs> I'm not partial to doing Esker, but that, I'll leave I that think, to you. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Until we can speak with Marcus again, I think we should yeah, at least collect <sighs> what we need to collect. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am going to need a couple hours to, um commune with Gond and look through my cleric spells and see if I have a way to communicate with him other than sending I mean we could send him a letter we have the enchanted yeah. ravens he loves those it'd be a little while when we get a response it'd be a little while so. before we get a response but he is a mind player he could literally just show up at any time he could be Dan for all we know if he turns out to be Dan, I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm going to eat him. I'm going to screw him. Uh, hopefully not at the same time. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> does, does Dan here say that? I need Dan to roll a perception check for me. <laughs> Did he catch any of those spicy human words? Dwarf, <laughs> mountain dwarf words. 
16. God damn it, Dan. So Dan hears that her hears her say, I swear to God, if Marcus is Dan. And Dan goes, Dan is Dan. And then he goes, I'm going to eat him. And he was like, Dan is not food. Dan is Dan. Dan is friend and family and family do not bite each other. Dan is Dan. Okay. I'm gonna Dan point, I'm going to point to Ezek uh, <laughs> and Lily. <laughs> I'm going to say family uh, sometimes what about, bite what about each other. Lily bite Yizik before Yizik and Lily family. Doesn't count. The biting was to become family. Why is Dan the most, like, logical of Mm -hmm. all of us? Mm -hmm. Dan's got that smarts. He's got that intelligence. Dan is good Dan. Dan knows good. Dan confused. What are we doing? Okay. I need a couple hours. I think we should just go back to sleep. It's the plus one in intelligence for Dan. (laughs) (laughs) It's the barging into my tent while I'm indisposed for me. It's the throwing a book at my boyfriend for me. While he's still naked and uh, It's the making my boyfriend run away because you confront his prophecies for me. (laughs) Very important. And no, it's very important, and I absolutely understand. And and in no way makes up for what you did. But I agree with you. I. So everyone is going uh, back to sleep? Uh, No, we're going to stay up because why not? Did you even go to sleep? Did you just shift into a non-watchful rest? We're still still in the camp? Yeah. You can clean up camp and start walking, or you guys can just kind of chill there until morning. Well, if she's going to commune for a while, we shouldn't leave yet, so... How far is that? I know that abandoned house is back in the direction we came from, but how far? Uh... Probably about an hour's walk, and it's about an hour to the town. So, hey, remember that one time that you had an idea to go to, up to a house alone, and I had to talk you out of getting <laughs> mobbed by farmers? Don't do it. Do it. Oh, don't there. do it. Do oh. not listen to the DM. There you are. I was looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> don't do it. I'm gonna go talk to my god, and I will not help you with whatever fucking stupid situation you're about to get into. Do it. <laughs> you, you know, I'm going to pull a Zamora. I'm going to try and communicate to whatever in God's name gives me powers. You are a wizard, really? right? I'm, an, I'm a warlock. Well, a warlock. Eldritch, Eldritch fighter, but okay. essentially a warlock. All right. Eldritch fighter. And so what is uh, Zephyr doing before I get to these two? What the fuck is Zephyr doing? We it's don't bad. even know. It's bad, whatever it is. Walking towards the house. Already. Fucking roll yeah, around I'm, in the circle. I'm gonna, um, he has some hours, so why not? Yeah, go to, to the, the shrinking shack. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. a good idea. And I'm gonna ask uh, Dan and Elsie if they would like to come with me. Yeah! I Dan goes, I get rid of roof, no longer house. That's way too sound logic for my liking. <laughs> also, you said it's like 3 a.m.? Yeah. So that's the haunting hour that uh, my nine-year-old told me. Can Dan make another? uh, He can. You got this. No more house fear. Oh my god! It rolled in the crack. crack. It was supposed to be a nineteen. For those who don't know, it's a seventeen. 
this table has a crack on the side of it, and if you roll in the crack, you get to re-roll. 17. Dan looks at the house and he goes, House is no scary. House is, house is punchable. House is house. I could blow that roof right off if I wanted to. I'm fine. And Dan is no longer scared of enclosed spaces. Yay, Dan! Did you erase it? Of course you did. Yeah, no, I, I erased it before Liz even started her sentence. <laughs> he was too excited for it. Uh, so let's go around in a circle. So, Samora sits back in her armor. I'm actually going to not go into the tent because the tent is distracting me with its smells. So I'm going to sit out by the fire and I'm going to commune with God by the crackling of the fire. Uh, are you sitting towards it or with your back to the fire? With my face to the fire because, of course, you always face a hot fire. You face it. You've got your legs crossed, your toes touching just the outside of the rocks that you guys put on the outside of the fire. Hands in your lap. You've got your weapon across your legs, and you take a deep breath in and out. And as you start to drift out of this plane, you feel yourself solidify somewhere else. It is warm. It smells of ash and hot metal. And you are sitting in a smithy, but not one that you've ever been in, except for a few times in your dreams and there is a tall muscular overall wearing being that is faceless to you because your head does not raise high enough to see their face but you can see their legs and the thick boots and the armor that is sitting in a corner Mm -hmm. Uh, and you hear the gong of metal against metal Oh, inspiration divine. Oh, God, deity, smith of all things. I've come to ask you, what am I doing? Help me. Well, currently you're speaking to me, my child. I'm so lucky to be doing so. You are one of my favorites. You you do always come with fun activities. So I have this fiend, and I can bring you the hellfire. I can, I can use that in your name. I'm very excited to be doing that. Um, did you see the uh, necklace I made with the the fiend stone in it? It so was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I was very excited to do that in your honor. I think that I have a child in my party that might be a bringer of the end of days. You could help me with that. Well, that is most unfortunate. Well, at least for your plane, uh, other planes will probably be unaffected. The other planes will be fine. You're, you're right. Of course you are. Um, are you asking for safe passage to a different domain? Well, maybe. But at this time... <laughs> we'll keep that on the back burner. Right. At this time, I feel like it would be in your best interest as a maker of all things to help me make this right. I can create more on this plane. I can do more in your name. Is this creation that is meant to destroy, what is its true purpose, or is it merely a weapon? I haven't gleaned its true purpose, and it doesn't seem to mean ill will, but it is prophesied to eat the world. I hardly leave much weight in prophecies, as (laughs) they know not more than I. But if you fear 
that it will destroy all of my creations, then it is very simple for what you must do. What must you do? Destroy the destroyer. Destroy the destroyer. You're right. You're right. I'm going to do more and look into this further and make sure that I am correct. And if, if that is what needs to be done, that's what needs to be done. Sidebar. What do you think would be better to um, do your bidding uh, as a spouse? A, a fiend or a mind flayer? You have always the most fun options, my child. A mind f Where did you find a mind flayer in your time and age? Well, he found me. Oh. And it's his child that I'm taking care of. And I'm pretty sure that he gave me this child so that it would eat our party, but he said she's definitely not going to eat our party, and she likes us, so I kind of believe him. But I've seen her eat a whole human. Well, I found the evidence anyway. That is most unfortunate. As for spouses, why pick one? True, I love it. I love the energy you're bringing to the table right now. Creation has, has no one master. I, I bless you with the ability to create more than one thing. Mm -hmm. So, please do. Please bless me with the ability to create, Gond. Please do. <laughs> Is that Can I get your wish? blessing? Can no. I get your blessing, please? Is that your yes. wish? Yes, my wish. I would like to create more. He steps up. You feel the weight of his boots as he stands before you. He goes, my child, of course I would give you this blessing to create in my name. I would have it no other way. And he puts two large hands on your shoulders and kind of like gives them a warm squeeze and you feel your body heat explode within you and you are filled with this brilliant, almost luminescent light. Yeah. And as you close your eyes and let it sink into your skin, when you open them, you are back and you notice that your skin is just a little bit more glowy and dewy and you feel stronger. Oh, I'm going to start your vomiting chest. any minute now. This is great! <laughs> this is great! All good news, kind of. All um, good news. The fact that Gon will take me to another plane. All good news. <laughs> oh, yo! Oh my god! Okay, I have a whole idea. I need to find my friends. <laughs> On that note, let's uh, break away to Zephyr who is walking with Dan and Elsie, and is walking towards the abandoned house. Uh, he stands about five feet from the front porch. It is a one-story house. It has a door that has been ripped off and then boarded back in place crooked. There is one broken window on the front. Um, it has not been boarded over. Uh, it is pitch black inside. The roof is missing huge chunks out of it, and there is a large gash across the wood um, on the side that is deep embedded into the wood, almost as if it were cut with a very large braid blade all the way across the side of the house. It's, I would say, less than a living room size house. There's one window that's not boarded up? Uh, there is only one window on it, and it's not boarded up. Okay. I'm going to walk up to the window peek inside. Uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity check or a stealth check, depending on 
if you would rather get through it with ease or if you would rather be quiet. Well, you're climbing through it or just taking a look? Yeah, I was just looking. If you want to just look, then go ahead and just roll stealth yeah. for me. Okay. What? What's your stealth? I wrote down next to stealth plus four, but I have a plus seven dexterity. Yeah, that can't be right. Yeah, that's why so I don't have Stand by. <laughs> Stand by for technical difficulties. Do 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 do. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd be a plus seven. Alrighty, so go ahead and roll. Step. 19. Okay, excellent. So you step up and you, without even looking at the board, slide your feet across. And so you're not technically standing on it, but you're just barely hovering over it. And you peek just within the corner. And inside the house, you see the shifting of things on the floor inside the house they seem to be crawling in circular like patterns within each other shifting in and out uh, but you can't see any forms really without shining a light in i can't tell how many there are probably hundreds oh great they're not very big. They're about the size of a potato. But you can see the shifting potato. of them in between each other, and they cover the entire floor. Oh. Did, uh, did Yizik come with us or no? Nope, Yizik nope. is back in the camp. And are these the same spider tentacle things? He can't tell. He's dark. Um, We'd have to investigate. I have a torch. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have any accelerant? Well, I've got a tinderbox. Okay, that's not an accelerant. What do you mean? Gasoline, kerosene. No, with D&D, you just need a tinderbox. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sure, that's how fire works, yeah. <laughs> well, we can't cast magic, too, so we're not going for realism. <laughs> so, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to, um, like, press myself up against, like, the side, like, outside of the, the uh, building, mm-hmm. so that I'm not in view of the window. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to light the torch, and mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have my mage hand folded up uh, inside the window. You want it to just light the way, but you can't see? Or what are you doing? Like, I want to put the light there first. Uh-huh. And, and see if anything happens. And, you know, I don't want to, like, shine the light and then a hundred little fucking creatures, you know, jump on my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Knowing me, that's fair. Um... So you raise the torch and you look at Dan and Elsie and Dan has got Elsie 
stood behind him, and he's kind of arched his back in a way that he's prepped to spring should anything come out of that house. And the torch floats and stands within the window, and there's silence for a long moment. It's quiet. You can still hear little pitter-patterings so of look back within the house, but nothing quite makes sound. I'm going to look back in the window. As you put your face in the window, you see what looks like spiders with legs that are far too long for them. And they're crawling across the floor, across their bellies, but their legs are coming up and over and slapping onto the floor and pitter-pattering and bringing them across. Um, You see different varying sizes of them, and they're just almost like ants, constantly moving across this floor, and they coat the entire floor. I'm going to look at Dan and say, ready to go back? (laughs) Dan goes, okay, Dan, good, Dan, move, Zephyr, move. (laughs) Yeah. Zephyr, move. We're going. Going? And I'll start walking back towards camp. Alrighty. Um, Go ahead and roll one more stealth check for me. You don't want to blow that shit up. Did not burn the place down. (laughs) <laughs> Ten. Go ahead and roll dexterity with disadvantage for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dexterity save? Yes. Seventeen. You catch hold of the torch just by the little bit as you step down and you hear a loud creak and the pitter-patters from within the house go silent. But the flames of your torch lick up the side of the house, and instantly, well, it is engulfed in flame. You catch yourself and get off of the porch holding the torch, and watch as the house, within seconds, goes up in flames and screams from, like, rabbits, comes from outside the house, and you see nothing but dark, pillowing smoke come up out of this house, and the entire thing is like engulfed. comically fast. Yeah. Like almost instant. But you got the torch back, so that's good. I'm gonna turn around mm. and uh, look at the house in flames and uh, and just turn right back around and go back towards camp. As you're walking, you hear, ah, I see someone of good taste burning that filth to the ground. And as you hear that noise, we turn to Yizik. What the fuck? Man, that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Yizik, what do you feel like you would do? Uh, try to copy Zamora, because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Gotcha. So I'm going to sit down and just, like, right next to her. Oh, yes, please. So do. you're sat at the fire. Bond, please. Your legs are awkwardly crossed because you've got lizard legs, so you can't, like, fully cross them. You can kind of, like, put your feet together. And your, like, crotch is open. Um, you put your, your arms to your legs. And you, like, you kind of search her figure for a second for how to pose. And then you sit and force yourself to relax. You give a moment to Lily, who kind of just looks at you really strangely. And then you close your eyes. And as you inhale and slowly exhale... You hear soft whispers 
and the feeling of nails going up and down your scales. Have you decided who you're gonna sit? Because I know one that he might like. I mean, the the lizard folk have their own god, but. And it's an actual one from, uh, mm, not this one, but the dark one. The, let's see, it's not from D&D, it's from... Uh, Pathfinder? No, Darkness. Um, oh, World of Darkness? World of Darkness. Yeah. Man, that was such a fun RPG. I have not ever played it, I really kind it's of so want good. to. Vampires, werewolves, and all that fun I stuff. I yeah. yeah. You land in your mind in a dark swamp. Well, you I have are, dark vision, thankfully. Yeah. It is almost like black and white. Everything underneath him ever, and everything underneath you is about two inches of water. And then there's floating moss and uh, like little crabs and crustaceans. Um, there are large trees that come up out of the water that have uh, their roots that come up and it slowly crawls across the water and settles back down into a new place. And you watch as trees in the horizon move up, shift a little bit, and settle back down. And you're sat in a swamp that is unfamiliar to you. The one thing you do notice is that there is a scent of blood around you, but it's not like hot blood it's not hot rotten <laughs> nah, nah, nah. anyway squirrel fuck uh, <laughs> it, it's not hot blood it's not like rotten decaying flesh it is cold blood like blood across a very frosty blade okay that's and interesting you hear a <laughs> And there's a figure. A frog? That is about 10 feet tall past your horizon, but you can see it in between the trees as it shifts. And it has stood in the water, and all you see are glowing green eyes. They reflect as the trees shift around it. You're not a lizard. And Jorah Gecko, what do you have to say about that? I don't even know what I'm doing. What do you mean you don't know what you're doing? I was just following the one that always talks to their god. Am I the one you pray to? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think I've ever prayed to anyone. Well, you I can feel your power. You clearly belong to someone. Is that you? I have many minions. You might be. I'm not quite sure. I'm not exactly a record holder over here. Our party's been pretty bad, so I'm gonna ask this. Who are you? I have many names. You can call me... That doesn't help. Master. Probably not gonna do that. That's fine. I wanted to see if you would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be quite honest. Some people do. It's quite a thrill for me. Uh, don't worry about my name. I'm going to use that for the next human I mess with. Do uh, it. It's so fun. 
Okay. Uh, can I, like, see them at all? Like, it does not have a defined shape other than it being large and stood about ten feet tall. Okay. It's rather okay. round, and then you do see large, globious green eyes. But it's mainly just darkness? Many, mainly dark. Okay. And it's not because you, like, it's not affecting your dark vision like it's magic darkness. Mm-hmm. They're just... They just isn't there. Physically may not be there. Okay. They're there, but they're not there. You get it? You feel me? Savvy. Savvy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... I don't know what's going on in life. I find that most people don't. It's better not to question it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I was just following my poor friend because, like, she says she talks to her god and it makes her feel better. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Did you feel lost or confused? Not really. I just wanted to see what would happen. That's fair. That's a fair point. I find experiments are very fun. Um, Tell you what. Okay. You can be mine if you do one small task for me. Do I have a choice? If you choose no, then you might see me again, but I don't think it'll be quite complimentary to what you want. It'll be an easy task. I can tell from your stature that I think this will be something you would have done on your own had I not asked. Who do I have to kill? Exactly. There is a tiny little issue within your town that you're going to. His name is Kier. I believe he is a friend of yours. I wouldn't say friend as in take them to dinner, but friend as in someone you're friendly with, with the blade. And yeah. if you're not, have your blade find purchase within their chest. Um, alright. I think I can do that. Anything else to go off of besides Kier? I think you'll know when you see them. However, don't kill them within the next three moons. And you'll see me again. Kill them within the next three moons. You'll find a present. I think experiments are very fun. I think you'll enjoy this. And as you hear that sound, you feel a wet slap to your face. Almost like getting slapped with a hand that is completely moist. And Mm. you are knocked back onto the ground and you're laying on the dirt and you feel moisture as if someone has licked you. And you were laid on the ground. Dwarf, does your god ever smack you? Oh my god. I mean, I don't think so, but like, it's amazing when he even touches me. Ah, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Are you ready? Does your god have moist hands? No. My god has the hardened calluses of a master artisan. Everybody's god is different, though, so... Uh. I don't know if I just found a god. I, you're physically wet, and you weren't earlier, so, and we're sitting in front of a fire. So where did you go? Uh, a swamp. I mean, that seems appropriate, right? Yeah, but the trees could move. That is terrifying. I wasn't gonna say anything. Um, It was like a big old black thing with big old yellow eyes. Big old black thing with yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely sounds like a thing from a swamp. 
How do you feel it went? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Did he t tell you his name? Did they tell you their name? No. No, they usually don't. Um, did, did he say anything else? Um, not really. Oh. Well, it was a really fun experiment then. Yeah, I... he said experiment a lot. Oh, he did say experiment. Wow, I'm glad that you've reached out, at the very least, to see where your powers are coming from. Well, I'm gonna see if I can find your god later. Yours, yours sounds more interesting. Yeah, mine's really, really cool. Um, he, he blessed me, and I think I'm with child now. I don't think he, my god can do that to me, so I'll leave that to you. <laughs> That's what you think. Um, I'm not about to be a pregnant lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? You're part seahorse. Um, <laughs> we ran back to Zephyr, who is stood in front of a blazing house. You guys also see who the fuck a oh, yeah, uh, popped up. large fucking, you both turn and see this house that is ablaze. Um, before Zephyr, you see a white-cloaked person step out from around the house. They have a large white staff that is wrapped with leather cord that's got a horse attached to it, and they're slowly walking towards you. Like an actual horse or like a horse head on a stick? <laughs> it's a horse <laughs> This is a money python. Leading a horse with a pipe, with a staff. I was wondering. It, it would be me that I would do that shit, but now it's a real horse. How crazy is this person? Um. <laughs> Dan and Elsie right beside me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn to Dan. I'm going to tell him to ready an attack. And I'm going to turn to the white figure and say, identify yourself. Uh, go ahead and roll either perception or... Um, an intelligence check for me. Whichever just you Just Dan? Uh, no, you. Zephyr. Or just, um, yeah, just no, Zephyr is what You're I'm good. Uh, okay. Uh, perception. Nine. They put their uh, one hand out and kind of solidify the staff in the ground. The horse stomps up behind them and puts their head on the shoulder of the white cloaked figure. They pull back their hood, and you see a almost androgynous person. Um, their cheekbones are very defined, but their skin is um, almost pearlescent. They're round-faced, and they have pointed ears. Uh, they have white hair that's almost shaved to a pixie cut on their head, um, and they're wearing a burning emblem on the chest of their cloak as like they kind of open it a little bit and say, my name is Emmy. Emmy. How do you spell that? M-E-E-M-I. Hmm. Do I recognize the emblem? It is a fire emblem. It looks like a flame and it is embroidered in gold. It's the day the Fire Nation attacks. <laughs> no. Damn it. Um, do I recognize what race they are? They look elf to you. Uh, they might be half elf, half something else. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Emmy. Mm -hmm. uh, what? 
was that building? Filth and disgust and the problems with this world, unfortunately. Emmy's extra planer. Mmm, lovely. Uh, I'm gonna ask, why do you feel that way? Well, all that filth came from the kingdom that was, and we have burned it down and come back anew. Which kingdom? The kingdom of Milheim. I don't quite remember the other name. I am still relatively young. Uh, Lema says that I have much to learn, but I am on my way back for more teachings. Lema, why do I recognize that name? Mm-hmm. It's one of the names of the cities. I know there was Ilma. No. That was a person. I just can't put my finger on it. Might want to ask him who Lima is. Uh, who is Lima? Oh, that is our superior priest of the church. You are obviously a man of good taste as you have burned the filth, so you are clearly here to travel for the church, are you not? Are you here to join? No. Not a witch, motherfucker. Are you already a member? I'm, uh, passing through on a mission for Esker. I'm not quite sure who that is. Are they I, a prominent member I'm of some other town? I'm a patron of Kragesson. I'm sorry. I, I'm not quite sure what that means. Go ahead and roll a uh, perception for me. That's a natural one. So you, one, 100% believe what she's saying, but two, you also, for a second, doubt that you said it right. How, f <laughs> How far away from the burning building am I? Uh, you're about 10 feet, and she's about 2 feet from you, so she's about 7 feet from the house. I'm going to turn around and look at the burning building, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to look at Emmy. Mm -hmm. Look back at the burning building, Eldritch Blast. Roll an attack roll for me. Uh, I believe that's going to be a 24. So mm. you feel that surge of power like you did before, and a cold breeze runs across your body and sort of mixes in with the hair along your arms and you feel as the gust of wind comes out your hand but instead of wind it's that piercing blue light and the flames that the house used to have are snuffed out as there's nothing but dust I'm gonna turn back to Emmy I'm gonna uh, like Point my eyebrows inwards, and I'm gonna I'm say. I'm sorry. What? Like you know, like the sinister eyes. Oh, you mean like furrowing your brow? Yeah. You said point your eyebrows. How do you? Eyebrows, I don't like. I don't know. How do you point uh, them? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Man, fuck you. 
and now, I'm gonna smirk. Are you are you gonna use your fingers to do that, or are you just <laughs> ain't glaring? Bite me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna smirk, and I'm gonna say, any more questions? I have many. How did you become a blessed priest of the church? Only high members have such a oh miraculous my. ability. You. I mean, you are of the church. It's a different church. That's church what I see that going that way. Yeah. I, what is your name? That's what happens when you eldritch blast things. You become a god. You think you're an eldritch priest. <laughs> Lima will be so pleased that I found you in the room. I know that you say you're just a traveler, but they'll be so happy to see you. You obviously know them. I mean... How would you have such gifts if you weren't? Are we, like, anywhere near them? You guys roll perception for me. Because I know he walked away a bit and he was coming back. Uh, 13. 18. So you see the, him do the... You both see him do the blast. Um, you see that the house is gone. Um, you also see that there is a person in white with a white horse just a few feet from him. Okay, so I'm going to walk over. And, of course, Yizik is going to see uh, me get up, so... Are they are they within three hundred feet of me? Yes. I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast because I have spear, so it has a three hundred foot range. I mean, I can do that too, and I right towards the house. <laughs> I need Zephyr, Dan, Zephyr and Dan to roll. Well, pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. A dexterity Dex save. save for me. Um, I already know Zephyr's gonna get it. Uh, 17 for Dan and a 27 for Zephyr. Jesus. Yeah. I am the wind. <laughs> Basically. So you Wacky hear... wave and inflatable R fly like two men. Wacky wave and inflatable R fly like two men. You hear him go, I can do that too. And you go, oh shit. <laughs> and you get up into the air and Dan just drops dead to the ground. <laughs> you watch as this green putrid light just woof, like a large cone goes across the ground. Uh, technically two beams, but yeah. Okay, two beams of green putrid light go across the ground. It singes off all the grass. It embeds deep into the earth, and it goes just like a V away from you guys and into further beyond. Before it dies off, um, you see the woman in white, Emmy, looks at Yizik and puts her hand to her chest and goes, There is still more filth in this world. How could something so powerful come from something so disgusting? Oh, I'll kill her. He's not disgusting. He's just a lizard. A lizard. I don't even know if I'm in earshot. Does so. Oh yeah, that's right. She can't hear you because you guys are talking. Does Dan recognize she's talking shit? Go ahead and roll perception for me. Dan, get that in. Perception. Okay. Twelve. He knows that she's saying it at someone within the party. Mm-hmm. He's not sure it's Yizik, but he is upset because she's insulting someone of his family. Dan's going to let out a big bugbear growl 
and go, he friend, he family, you're filth. <laughs> Fucking get her, Dan. Uh, yeah, and, Dan. Uh, intimidation? Go ahead. Damn, Dan. Damn, Dan. That's a four. Damn, Dan. Dan gets up. He's got Elsie on his hip like a mom. He clocks his head out, put one hand on his other hip, and goes, You filth. I would like to speak to your manager. Yes, basically. <laughs> and flips his head back so that his teeth tusks kind of show out. And she goes, Uh huh. Uh, well. Traveler that I have no name of, who is clearly one of the church. I can see you're traveling with the filth to p- clarify and cleanse them, so I will leave you to your task. Feel free to find me at the church. I would love to ask plenty of stories. And she flings herself up onto her horse, and you watch as it breaks across the ground towards the town. As as I'm getting up close, I'm saying that. How so. quickly? How quickly is? Uh Roll a strength check if you would like to try and catch up with her. You have speed. I don't necessarily want to catch up. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how quickly she's moving. She's going mock speed on a horse. Okay. Oh, she's getting the fuck out of there, yeah. She's okay. I'm going to walk up and say, that, that went well, right? I don't think that went well at all. Dan just threatened a person. A human. Eh, I mean, we can burn one town out of this country. For sure. Um, Zephyr's gonna kind of chuckle. And uh, he's gonna look at Dan and go... He is starting to see the darkness as well. Did I hear that or no? So, Zephyr saying that to Dan? Or... Um, when Zamora says that, you said that out loud, right? That Dan just threatened to... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that to Zamora. The darkness. I mean, the whole world is surrounded by darkness. You're always going to have those religious zealots anywhere you go. So, uh... Anyways, enough of this. Let's go to this town or whatever the hell she's talking about. It is starting to become sunrise as you guys walk back towards camp. Why did you have to fucking burn the house down? didn't do that intentionally. Oh, that was an accident? That follows. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm pregnant now, so you can't, like, burn things to the ground. I can't breathe in um, smoke. I'm if sorry. you're pregnant um, now, well, yeah. you can't be fighting either. I can do what can I want. Can we talk I'm about that? Strong, yeah. independent dwarf. What if you get, I'm in plate armor. What What's if you get kicked me? in the stomach by a dragon? Then I will kill the dragon. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've already done that yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys clean up your camp and you head towards town. Takes you about an hour to oh, get there. Oh my god. Before we go, while we're cleaning up, um, I need Elsie, who looks mm. like the fucking grudge. <laughs> Cannon looks like the grudge girl. Oh, yeah. I bought her many dresses. Yeah. I'm going to need her to put on one of the dresses. So Dan, brush this child's hair. Dan I thought sits. you were about to say put a dress on Dan, too. Like, that's <laughs> fine, honestly. I might get Dan's, like, a tailored 
vest. There we go. Because he's got some pants. That's awesome. that I, was, I like it. I like it. Taylor. I want a Dapper Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Dapper Dan! Get him to start combing his hair over to one oh side. Oh my god. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Dan sits down and brushes her hair and even braids it like you did the other day. So it's this long French braid. Um, puts a ribbon bow at the end. Um, and she's dressed in one of the gowns. Um, and then he kind of puts her up on his shoulder so that she's not walking through the grass. And you guys clean up camp and head towards town before we head towards town. <laughs> Anything <laughs> else? Up. Yes, I need to send this book to Marcus. And so I'm going to put a letter in it that's asking him, Hey, Marcus, we have a few questions about Elsie and her past. Um, do you know anything about this prophecy? And I stick it in the page of the in world ending snake prophecy book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I give the book and I give it to Archimedes <laughs> and she uh, puts it in one hand and a raven and just that raven is really mad about how heavy that book is <laughs> it's <laughs> magical it's <laughs> magical raven he doesn't care and it that's flies so off raven. that's so, <laughs> so raven. raven it's the future it can see um, have we because it's been three days have we gotten any letters from Barry? Oh, actually, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, have we gotten so, any letters from Milheim? Oh, yep. that's God right. God damn it. Milheim is definitely obliterated. So you or they went rogue. Or got, they went rogue, because I don't think Gregesson would eat the city. I doubt it. You got two uh, two letters from Barry. Um, one about the day, that, uh, the day after you guys left. You got it that night. And then one the night, two nights after, so like just before you guys went to bed, saying that you know the inn was running, um, and he was essentially giving off the stats and the sales, and you know guess did he send us any money? He did not. Um, did we leave him any instructions on what to do with the profits? It's been as long three as days. Like it's not. Our as long as lost. he breaks even and just keeps it running, I'll be happy for now. Yeah. So I'm thinking we can. Um, did, we didn't leave him any instructions, did we? You told him to run the inn and keep it alive. Keep it alive. Mm. Okay, so if and we don't send make... Us yeah, and to send you guys letters like every day, every other day. Uh-huh. If we don't make any money and all of the overhead goes to him, like, are we all fine with that? Honestly, as long as it just keeps going, I don't care. Absolutely. Barry now owns Manasta. <laughs> but we own Barry, so we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, let's start walking to what's this one? Ilma? Ilma. Ilma. So you Ilma! The condensation! <laughs> um, you guys come up upon a town. It's sprawling. Um, there, Like I said, there's a lake to one side and then the rest of the rolling hills slash valley to the other. Um, to your, what will be your right is a rather large, burned out, encrusted building. Um, and then a fenced-in graveyard. Um, the gra- the fence itself is about seven feet tall, and it has iron bars across it to keep anyone from going in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about ten, uh, I would say about ten yards, um, front to back. Um, then there are a bunch of like houses and cottages you guys are coming up along the backside of. Um, they enter into the town. There is a large marketplace to the left near the lake. Um, there's a giant fire that is just burning, that's burning the entire night you guys were asleep. Um, and then to the right of that is a large iron gate that also has the same bars that the graveyard did. 
and then there is like an inn that's got a bunch of people coming in and out of it horses uh like carriages people all that and then there's like a little tavern that's just starting to open and then at the very back of the town other than another collection of houses is a large pearlescent church with a giant golden flame on top of it uh, there is another graveyard that has pearlescent gravestones that you can see from the front of town and then there is a giant well towards the middle of it and that whole thing is fenced in with white marble uh-oh historically we don't do well with wells <laughs> or graveyards or graveyards There's i know i had to put both in there are a lot of things in we here all that are giving that, off some red uh, flags we all see the the church with the flame at the top of it i already fucking hate them we're gonna yeah, have to i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say there it is <laughs> okay all right yes, let's not just straight burn it down okay. yet let's find out yeah every reason why we fucking hate them first <laughs> I like it. um so you guys walk in. It is a bustling town. It's about the same. It's actually a little bit more of a population than Minista, um, but it doesn't have like the extravagance, like the boats and all that stuff. It's kind of just a town where most people seem to know each other. Um, you see people bargaining back and forth for vegetables and clothing. I need six eggs. That's it's too expensive. So much more than this provincial life. Anyway, um, I literally just rewatched that. <laughs> uh, and uh, what would you guys like to do? All I want is eggs, 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 eggs. <laughs> when I was a young boy, I used to eat five dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. Guess on you're the fucking reason eggs are so expensive. <laughs> yes. That's called inflation, motherfucker. It is inflation, this motherfucker. Is the French Revolution. What are you doing eating 12 eggs every day? Um, who does that either way? Jesus. I can't stomach more than two eggs. Mm -hmm. The inn. Yeah. Yeah, no. We should also probably not go there. We should what not try to take it over. What does the inn look like from the outside? Um, it's oak wood, so it looks like most of the houses it's built with the same material. Um, it doesn't have any like special things, unlike the one in Minista um, or any other town. It doesn't have anything extravagant about it. It looks kind of like... It was just a very large house that they re Doesn't renovated. Doesn't have any insignias on it. No, no it's very plain. Uh, windows have the little wooden shutters. Uh, the door isn't a even all that extravagant. Sign that says the name. Anything. Oh, on the front of it, it says Golden Flame Inn. Of course it does. <laughs> ah, flame. Does there seem to be a uh, forge or a smithy in town? Uh, you smell the workings of metal and stuff, but you don't see a shop that's specifically specified as that. Mm -hmm. And you also see a booth at the marketplace that's selling weapons and stuff, but it looks like it might be someone's like backyard slash their house that they're using. Um, it doesn't look like anything specifically set out to be a smithy or blacksmith. The town with obsessed with flames doesn't have a smith. Of course they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I do smell ironworks happening, no. so I will be finding that out later. Point to the, the nameplate on the inn, uh -huh. and then I'm going to point to the church. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. The whole town's going to fucking love them. Well, let's uh, let's split up, do our normal thing of trying not to kill people. And... Uh-huh. But he didn't tell us what happened, so... Um, uh, you didn't tell uh, us about the creatures inside the building. No. So we don't know about that, so we can't infer why uh, the people love this town. Well, if you become a head church member, just 
make me your deacon or something. I'm going to go to the inn. Yeah, I'm going to go try to find this uh, smithy. I'm going to go to the market and talk to people. Alrighty, and what is Zephyr doing? I'm going to the great fire. At the middle? Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so we'll go around the table once more. So you're going to the find the marketplace? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you walk through a couple of houses, you see people give you some like looks and whatever, but no one seems to fully stop you. Um, are you taking anyone with you or is it just you and you're leaving Dan and Elsie and Archimedes elsewhere? I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to the market. And then just whoever wants to go with me. Nobody is actually my companion. Well, Archimedes follows you. Okay, good. Archimedes, I can always count on you. I think, um... When you get a name right. Yeah, I'm blessing her with the getting her name right. <laughs> um, I think that Elsie might be the darkness that's going to devour the world, and it might not be that prince, um, because the darkness changes every couple often. I don't know. It was in the prophecy, and it kind of fit, and I'm a little bit afraid of that, but also, like, I don't think Elsie's bad, you know? And on that, Archimedes actually takes Elsie's hand and is like, why don't you come with us? I bet you there's some really cool stuff to look at. And Elsie's like, yeah, let's go! And you, Elsie, and Archimedes walk into a bustling marketplace. There are booths, like, catty corner to each other. They're like almost a checkerboard across from each other. You see people zigging in and out of uh, booths and like there are some half buildings where it's like a roof and two sides of the house Mm -hmm. and there's one where it's just like a back wall with stuff stabbed into it. Um, There are about three booths that have metal workings on them. One of them has like weapons. Um, Most, the biggest one has like uh, cattle stuff, um, like belt work. Uh, It's got some uh, like harvesting crops and or harvesting uh, materials and uh, plows and stuff like that and then the other one has what looks like a very limited supply of armor i'm gonna go to the limited supply of armor booth gotcha because armor is more intricate and harder to make it's not as easy as the cattle prods and (laughs) sticks and u-bins so you walk into a booth there is a I would say a gray-colored half-orc woman. Um, she's got one tusk that comes up on the right. Uh-huh. Um, she's got white hair, like thick white eyebrows. She's got a long braid that goes down the back of her head, but the shides, shides, sides of her head are shaved. Um, she's uh, wearing almost like white golden robes. You notice that everyone here is wearing very... Um, let's say, uh, covering clothing. Like, no one seems to be... Yeah, modest, that's the word. Very modest clothing. Um, She's wearing, like, a white robe that's underneath a thick leather vest. I'm going to wear that fucking hooker dress. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Uh, Hi, madam. Is this your work that I'm seeing here? It is. This This is my work. I was wondering, are you renting out your forge? I would... Uh, what, uh, what kind of craftsmanship do you make? Well, I'm a master artisan, as you can see, I created my own plate mail. It is very intricate. Uh-huh, I'm practicing artificer, so I'm looking to create some small tinker works with these dragon scales that I have. Dragon scales? We're on 
anywhere have you found dragon scales? Well, I plucked them off the dragon that I killed. So you were an adventurer. Yeah. Well, I, the adventure found me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I hear that's how that happens. It does, yeah. But uh, I won, and I was not going to leave behind a couple good dragon scales. I don't blame you. They're worth quite a lot. Yeah. But I wanted to use them and create something just beautiful. So I, I came, I saw these metalworks, and I saw your craftsmanship was far and above everyone else's. Thank you so much. Uh, you hear that, Cliff? My craftsmanship is well and above, and you hear, shut the fuck up! <laughs> um, Jesus. You hear him go, shut the fuck up, Trill. It's Trillian, thank you. Ungrateful. Uh, my forge is open to you anytime I am and she points towards the houses that are past the uh, the tavern mm-hmm. to the right um, and she points at the one that has a little black X marked where there would have been a window but mm-hmm. it's just wood that's made into an X that's on the wood of the house like it's almost like a sign but that doesn't have any lettering on it okay um Trillian, mm-hmm. are you aware that your window, your house doesn't have a window? Yeah, I, uh, I had to go forego it when it kept getting broken. Why did it keep getting broken? Uh, go and roll perception. Sixteen. There have been some times when I did not agree with the Commonwealth. I have since found my place. Oh, that's exhausting. I'm so sorry that you encountered that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> with my breed, unfortunately, I find uh, most places I get the same reaction, but this one didn't leave a large mark, if this doesn't make sense. It a did. broken window is easier to fix than a lost leg. I understand that as a, as a dwarf. I think I'm full dwarf at this point. As a dwarf, I 100% understand there are kinds that are less than kind. Unfortunately. But yes. uh, I, I have no need for windows when I have my forge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've shown that you are worth your existence, and I'm glad that you found peace in this small town. This small, exhausting town. So tell me... Um, I noticed there's a lot of fire emblems around. What's going on with that? Interesting, isn't it? It's a town full of those devout to Elith. Elith? Elith. Yeah, okay. we all are blessed by her flame and her brilliance, and we are all... Go ahead and roll perception for me one more time. Mm-hmm. Eleven. We are all quite blessed and you see that she grimaces just a little bit when she says the word blessed mm-hmm. absolutely i've heard of elith that's a outstanding um i like lean in and whisper are you okay i'm okay thanks for asking i get it i get it um so i love your work I'm going to, I would like to commission a piece. I just feel like 
my friend's a lizard and I don't think any of your made to suit pieces will fit him. So I was wondering if I could commission you to create some armor for my friend. Absolutely. Uh, bring him by the shop tomorrow, uh, as uh, late as possible. As late as possible. Uh, if you come early in the morning, you're just going to find me moving stuff out from the shop to here. But yeah. usually about after lunchtime, we all tend to go home. Uh, anytime after that, it's fine. Uh, you can even come at dark. I have very little need for true sleep. So Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, Trillian, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Good to have met you. My name is Zamora the Force. It's a great name. I, I try. Thank you. And uh, as you walk away, uh, Archimedes is kind of holding Elsie's hand and Elsie's swinging her arms back and forth and just looking around. Hey, Elsie, is there anything that you think is pretty here? Anything in the whole market that you like? <gasps> and you see as she stops and turns and there is a pottery like table mm -hmm. and the table itself is made out of marble um, and it's got ivory uh, that comes up and it's intricate vine up top and there are little trinkets that are hung from it like some are ornaments um, it looks like some earrings and jewelry but she walks up and instantly puts like just a dainty couple of fingers towards this really tiny cat figurine oh gorgeous she's like Yes. Mama Zamora will get it for you. Uh, shopper, shopkeep, may I have a small metal cat? Metal, right? Uh, it, it's ceramic. 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 Okay. May I have a small glass cat? Uh, yes. Uh, what's a uh, tiny uh, child? Uh, what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we don't get many children travelers you are the mother i suppose uh yes i'm her mama zamora i take care of the child and the cloaked one is her aunt Archimedes. also come on it's 2020 i mean uh, Archimedes is lover. <laughs> standing over it's your shoulder like hovering a little bit um, she's got the dark side of her cloak out and she suddenly is very aware of the fact the dark side of her cloak is out and a lot of people are wearing white here she just slowly opens it and flips it and puts it back on <laughs> and now it's white and now it's white and she goes my name is Archimedes I am a kind mother who is very interested in intricate porcelain yes not weird at all What's the role on that fucking deception? <laughs> you don't want to know what that was. <laughs> right, right, did the shopkeeper buy it? Uh, the shopkeeper's like, You are an interesting family. That'll be one gold, please, for the cat. Okay, here's one gold. I love thank your work. Thank you. Uh, it, thank you. It's uh, very well appreciated. You watch as she takes the gold and drops it into a little mini flame on a white porcelain uh, plate, and the flame turns green as it goes down to the plate, and it disappears. What's that thing? It is my collection plate. Collection plate? Yeah, it's for my offerings. Uh, all of my money goes straight to Elin. Oh, that's that's very um, kind of you. That's it is how money works in this town. Uh, as travelers, you will quite see many of these uh, collection plates everywhere. 
Most everyone has one. Uh huh. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Thank you. Have fun with your cat. And uh, you see, as Elsie just pulls it and holds it to her chest, and uh, Archimedes pulls a sack out of her sleeve, and it's white this time. She hands it to Elsie, who tucks it away, nods, and like ties it around her wrist, and just holds it like a gremlin. Yes. And she slowly follows you both. She's absolutely a gremlin. <laughs> Lover. And we will break now to Zephyr. Where is Zephyr going? Zephyr's going to fire. So you come to a 10 foot diameter campfire that has large white stones at the base. And they're about one, two, three, four, five, six benches that circle it. Those benches are all made out of marble. Um, they are all white pearlescent marble and the fire itself is cold. Mm -hmm. It is a red flame with no heat to it. That's neat. It's terrifying. I bet it's a portal. Go ahead, step in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do I sense anything magical about uh, it? You would have to, have to roll our cannon check for me. Sixteen. You will become an offering. <laughs> I guarantee it transports you, know, you to somewhere in that church. Something I thought about uh, while that exchange was happening. While that was going on that, 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 is um is that ambient heat, right? That's what? Ambient heat? Yes, is exactly what this is. Um no, no, so something I thought of while that exchange was going on yes. was um Esther basically sent us to Ilma to get the arch weapon of Gregesson, and nobody here has ever heard of Gregesson. Mm. I guarantee you that whoever the priest for Elith is that's running this town is hiding or using the arch weapon of Gregesson, and he's convinced everybody that it's for Elith. Um, so with that, what was it, 16? 16. Oh, so it is enchanted, the stones are what is enchanted. The stones keep the fire in it, and you can tell by little gold engravings on it. They all have flame engravings on it made of gold, and the flames itself turns into um, a celestial language on top of it that goes onto the back side of the stones, and it's the stones that keep the flame from touching this side, and it's also the flames that are, are the stones that keep the outside feeling cold, despite a 10-foot raging fire. You also notice that there are no wood planks in the fire. It is just straight fire. Like from the ground, uh, from the stones, it's just a roaring fire that keeps going up. It is dancing and moving like it's real, but it's protected. Is there anybody else close to where I am? Um, there are a couple people. There's uh, one older gentleman who is sitting on a bench reading a white-ish book. It's got like sandy colored pages. Um, there's a pair of two boys. Um, they are half human, half elf. Oh, like they don't look like they're pure half human, half elf. Uh, but they've got slightly pointed ears and the blonde hair and the really pale eyes. 
Um, but they're kind of wrestling uh, past the benches. Uh, they've got like a wooden sword that they're passing back and forth, hitting each other with it. I'm going to approach them and reading the white book. Uh, ready? Uh, pardon me. Uh, may I have a moment of your time? Uh, what can I do for you? I'm interested in learning about that book you have. Oh, it's nothing special. It's just our scripture. Uh, I read who, it daily. Whose scripture? The scripture of Elith, of course. The tale of her great... Uh, brilliance, that's the word. I'll point to the church with the giant flame emblem on it. I must say, uh, is that, is that who she is? Well, either is, yes, the great flame, the great flame that will cleanse the world of filth. Man, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who decides? Is it Elith? Elith decides, yes. Most things, however, that are not of Elith are considered filth, but we try not to pass judgment here on our mortal soul. Oh. I see. Only those of the church really get to have much say in what Elith calls filth or not, but I try not to be judgmental. How do you feel about those in the church? They are of a greater sense. They... They know much more, their power is greater, they are stronger and more adverse to the filth of this world. Um, what purpose does this serve, Emma? Point to the giant flame. Ah, that is Elith's eternal flame, the great flame. The story goes that Elith came to save us and left this flame as a marking of her true love and her commitment to continuously cleansing the world of filth. It burns because she burns for us. Uh, flame is supposed to be uh, warm. And this flame is Oh, that's, that's the enchantment she made around it. It, uh, uh, hold on, and he licks and flips through his book a little bit and he goes, uh, the internal flame must always be a flame, right? So she enchanted the stones around it to keep it alive. Yeah. That's, that's all I got for you. <laughs> just seems like if uh, she really loved her people, she would keep the flame warm. I'm going to be real honest with you. Have you ever stopped to do a fire by accident? It hurts. <laughs> fire hurts. Man's got proof. We have a lot of dumb children in this town. Do you know how many children I've had to keep from jumping into the fire? It, it won't work because of the protection, but can you imagine what would happen if they just fell face first? <laughs> imagine that would be uh, pretty awful. <laughs> yes, so I think a showing of her love is to have this flame as a memorial for her, but also to protect us from our own stupidity. Well then. I mean, my first assumption was the flame is a portal step into it, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'll thank him for his time. And I'm going to walk towards the church. Walk towards the church? Who's munching over there? Bella. Bella, she's munching Bella. away. Hey, what's your munching for a bit? Uh, so you head towards the church. You come to a large two-story building. Um, it has a giant golden flame upon it, almost like a cross would be on a church, but it also has a golden painted flame on the roof. So like a shadow of the flame is also painted onto the roof. Um, it has no dirt on the outside of it. It is pristine. The windows are crystal, so you can't really see in, but they've got that weird iridescent look to them. And the door itself is also crystal. And they all have gold etchings on it that all have the golden flame on the doorknob. Or the uh, the like the pane itself. I'm gonna walk in. You push open crystal lined doors, and they easily give, and you come into a church that's got about ten people um, scattered throughout the pews. Um, it is. A large room there is a stair to the right that goes up to a second level that's a half level um, the stairs are made of just white wood and then the floor it looks like it was a darker wood that was painted over and the pews are the same um, but the front of it is all um, white cloths with golden uh, intricate designs and uh, delicacies on it there is like a small candle at the very front on a table that's got the white cloth on it. I'm not it. messing with candles no more. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, up top you see that there is uh, a campfire that is uh, burning up on the second floor that there are pews that circle around it. Uh, you find that there is one white-robed man that is at the very front. Um, he has long flowing white hair um, it's pulled up into a ponytail and he's got gold uh, they're not quite claws but they're like fingers kind of like those gloves that the emo girls used to wear where they were skeleton bones mm -hmm. it's that but gold just a uh, chain down his hands you just outed Deborah. by the way <laughs> yep. she acts like I didn't wear the same fucking thing in middle school yep. <laughs> and, that uh, belt that had the three inch studs yep yep, yep. The ones that were checkered and rainbow colored at the same time and striped. Yep. Um, and uh, he's got a uh, gold, like almost henna tattoo on his face that goes down his down to his nose and then out across his face, and it's like little swirly designs. Um, and he is talking to Emmy, who has stood be before him. Um, no staff, no horse this time, uh, but she is just kind of talking to him very in excitedly. Uh, can I hear what they're saying? Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Motherfucker. What is it? Natural one. You hear everyone else humming, and you can hear kind of the roar of the fire upstairs, but you can't make out what they're hearing. How far without, away? Without going up to How them, far obviously. away uh, from uh, them? About ten feet. Uh, the church is big, but it's, it's still a two-story church. Would there be anywhere that I could... Uh, Hide? No. No. Okay. No. You can try a stealth thing to kind of keep your cover, um, but it'll be a really high DC. So 
That's up to you. Is there anyone um, closer to me that I can speak to? Yeah, there's a, a girl slightly to the pew in front of you on the right-hand side. Uh, I'm going to approach her, and I'm going to say, uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great opener. I'm gonna say, uh, is there anybody that I can speak to to learn more about Ela? Ah, uh, of course you can speak. You can speak to me. My name is Howis. Howis. Hi. Zoom uh, type. I am so well read. How um, is she? I am. How hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. This is why I don't call anyone Milf or <laughs> Dilf. Or any, I've made that mistake before. Mm. Get. Um, she's like, I, I've studied so much. Um, I'm so ready to pass my way into um, clerichood. I am, I'm your girl. That's your girl. That's your girl. I'm going to say, uh, companion. That's girl. what, what can girl. you tell me about Elith? Well, she's the great flame. She is the savior of this world, and she will return to cleanse us of the filth once more. Um, what exactly uh, does Elif declare filth? I find that most things that are of unnatural causes, uh, those that do not pledge their allegiance to her, uh, things that are grotesque and unwanted are filth. Uh, things that worship gods that shouldn't be gods. You know, mm. the normal stuff. Definitely not which, here. Uh, oh boy. Which gods shouldn't be gods? Well, gods that are, obviously, that aren't Elith. <laughs> Easy, right? Uh, but also gods that are, or I should say, beings that play god. You know, they, they think they're powerful and they're big and hot shots, but they're they're really just overpowered monsters that just haven't been slain yet. She has so much hope for her. Please corrupt this youth. Why do you do this to me? Please what do corrupt I do what? this youth. Because when Zephyr heard the word monster, uh-huh. he immediately uh-huh. had flashbacks to his childhood. Oh, yeah? What did, uh, and being called a... Abomination. And an abomination, and you for a second return back to a place you thought you'd never go. You feel a cold chill as snow covers the ground around you, and you are on a play park. You're holding a toy version of a crossbow, and you've got a little fake dart in it. It's got a flat tip on it, and you're aiming at trees from the swing. And as you swing up, you feel something grab you by the back of your shirt and rip you down into the snow. And you hear teasing words calling you, you're a monster, you're a phony, you're an abomination. And you hear the chants of about four or five children as they dance over your head and and they pull your crossbow out of your hands. But for a second you blink and you see your mother's face on all of their faces. 
and just as the horror of that reality sets in, your father breaks through, flicks a couple of them on the face for good measure, rips you up to your feet and goes, you know who you are. Don't listen to him. And you're returned back to the church. Zephyr is going to look at Hallis and uh, very sternly, almost, uh, the inflection in his voice, you can tell that it's definitely coming from a place of anger, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. And he's going to look at Hallis and he's going to say, in Infernal. It's not up to you or your church to decide what is and is not normal. She's going to smile at you and go, I don't know what language that was, but it was very pretty. What was that? Go ahead and roll perception for me. Uh, that's going to be a 21. It was very pretty, but I'm not quite sure what it was and you can tell that there's a little flicker in her eyes that she has an idea of what you're speaking in but she's very being very kind it's because you pass as human that's why she's being kind and for a moment we're gonna cut ah oh that was a good cliffhanger actually <laughs> uh so what is Yizik doing going into the end so you come into about three-story, uh, two-and-a-half. It's relatively big, but um, it looks like it was once a mansion that's been re-habilitated kind of to an inn. Um, there are pieces of new infrastructure that are different from the old. It's got you know your basic desk at the front. It's got two people standing at the front of it. Um, you've got a couple of people off to the right that are eating. You've got stairs that go up. You've got a tea room to the left. Is the inn also the tavern, or is the tavern different? Tavern is separate, but there is, like, obviously drinks and stuff. Oh, okay. I was meant to go to the tavern, but I'll go to the inn first and see okay. what's up. Um, I'm you just can gonna... get us a room. Maybe. Think about it. We do like sleeping in tents. I um... want to keep doing that with this town. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to take a look, see what's up, like... Is there anything weird going on at the inn? Um, I mean, besides obviously the flames everywhere? It, honestly, it looks exactly like the kind of people that were going around in the inn and the Nista and all yeah. that. That's fine. I, yeah, I'm just going to go up to the, uh, whatever, the person. At the desk? Yeah. The, uh, the people. So, you see two identical twins standing there. They're human. Um, they have deep orange or orange uh, hair that is curly at the front and straight at the back. They are wearing modest robes. Uh, they kind of look at you. They go, welcome, traveler. Uh, how may we assist you? Uh, well, I'm looking for in-room. Maybe two. In-room? Yeah. And-room? I'm looking for rooms to sleep in. How many? Kinda, I kind of play my fingers. You have for a long minute. fingers, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Are you aware comes, you're a lizard? Comes with the size. Excuse me? Are you aware you're what? a lizard? No! Roll the deception for me. Why not? Let's have some fun. 
What even is deception? Uh, That's a six. Uh, so they can tell you're jokingly being like, what, I'm a lizard? And then they kind of go, oh, of course you know you're a lizard. Um, so we don't, uh, I mean, we do have rooms. Uh, what would be the price you could pay? Surprise me. Uh, well, what do we got for prices? Uh, so, let's say, how many rooms did you say? Let's go, yeah, two. We can cram everyone in two. So, two gold. Oh, yeah, I guess we could do that. I throw them two gold. Okay. You watch them take up the gold from the counter and place it on a white plane that's got a giant flame going up, and it turns purple for a second before it uh, eats the gold. Was that like a spell or something you were trying to cast on me? Oh, no, that is just our offerings to Elith. It is a collection plate. Uh, okay. I don't really... It's how we keep our money. Common's still a little hard on me, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, We... Uh, we completely understand. I wish I could speak your actual language, but uh, it's just where our money goes, and it gets redistributed out to us. Uh, well, un- I guess un- under my breath, I'm gonna grumble in draconic. This is a weird town. Um, it yeah. is a weird town. In draconic. It is a oh, weird town. That's fucking weird. Uh, they respond to you in draconic. Are they human? Go and roll perception. I mean, like, I see red hair. Mm-hmm. Lizards don't have hair. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, no. That would have been a 19, goddammit. Uh, 14. Uh, so they are only visually human. Oh, lovely. Um... What the fuck fucking are they? <laughs> um, okay. I guess... I'm gonna keep speaking of Draconic then. Okay. Uh, so what's up with the flames everywhere? There's the great flame of Elith. You keep saying that word, what is that? Elith? Yes. It's a person, a god, a deity, a... And they look left to right and you go, the power behind this tower. Alright, uh, I'm gonna have to have a group meeting in a little while. Uh, but yeah, I got the rooms, right? Oh, absolutely! And you'll find they are quite cozy. If anything happens to us in the middle of the night, just know that I'm going to probably eat you. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't suggest it. I'm quite crunchy. I like that. Uh, alright, well, I'm gonna go up to the room first then. I'm just gonna see what the hell's up. They hand you two keys, uh, they take, or, they hand you two keys and hand you two uh, bags that have uh, the word laundry in common written on them um, and you go up to your rooms. Um, okay, that's interesting. It's uh, You guys have second floor rooms that uh, you've got uh, two relatively large ones <laughs> uh, that they've got like They've got a like bathrooms in them. They've got two beds per bed or two bed per bedroom. Um, it's a standard room. I just uh, nothing really extravagant about it. Oh, I'm perception. I just want to see what the hell's if there's anything weird in the room at all. Go ahead. Probably, hopefully, not a whole bunch of white sigils. Uh, nine. There is a golden flame painted on the ceiling in the right-hand corner of both rooms. 
terrifying. Okay, well, I can probably reach that, so I'm gonna go up to one that I guess I'm standing. I'm just gonna kind of like tap it, like maybe scratch it a little bit. Go ahead and roll with some saving throw for me. No, that's not good. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a minus one. Um, thankfully, in that twenty. Oh shit! So you go up and feel your nail. There's resistance before you fully touch it. Mm. And for a second, you're like, "What the?" And as you touch it. All of a sudden, you feel a warmth as fire licks around your hand and quickly snuffs out, and the flame is gone from the ceiling. Is the sigil still there? The sigil's gone. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, all right, that's weird. That's very odd. I'm going to say again in Draconic, this is a weird town. <laughs> no one's in the room yeah. for you. <laughs> okay, well... Like I said, I'm going to do an experiment. Okay, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to the, uh, the tavern. Okay. Um, I would say on that note, before we get much further, we should... Yeah, we should probably... <laughs> stop it here. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and go around the table and say how we're feeling. I'm feeling like I want to burn this town to the ground for being mean to my orc friend, Trillian. Mm-hmm. And also I'd like to reinstate her as mayor of this town... Because she cool. Um, Zephyr has never agreed with Zamora more. In his life. He wants to burn everything and everybody in this town. I think this town is fun and I'm going to play around with it a lot. (laughs) Before we probably inevitably burn it down. Okay. Uh, Well then, on that note, uh, we wish you uh, sweet dreams and a good night. Bye!